Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trab. This is Jonathan. And this is Bert. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of stirring up a big pot of trouble. <laughs> With just a side of evil. <laughs> just a pinch of evil. <laughs> and some allspice. A little bit of nutmeg. Yeah, uh, gotta, always got to have that allspice. Turmeric. Yeah. What is Terragut used for? I cannot figure that out. All right. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. This week we are talking about Kitchen Witches. That's a, it's a Bureau 13 thing, but it's actually good for anybody who runs a supernatural campaign. Uh, and so we're going to be talking about you know who they are, what they are, and why do we love them? And do we love them? Anyways, uh, uh, Jonathan, why don't you tell me is what is a kitchen witch, and do they have any other names? Kitchen witches are typically the the best way I can describe them is the pop culture references you usually see of them. Uh, witches of Eastwick, um, although not quite, but that's in the vein. They're the amateur witches. They're usually... One to three women, typically, who whip up magic in their kitchen using components that really shouldn't be working, and yet somehow it all manages to work out just fine sometimes. Not always. Okay. Crab, do they have another name? Uh, Whoopie Witches is another one. Usually these are the... They're kitchen witches, but instead of kitchen witches using, oh, we need an animal sacrifice. No, I have a chicken wing in the freezer. We'll defrost it and use that. Whoopie witches are ones that, they'll, what's the term here from Burrow 13 OGL? They'll slop taco sauce into the protective pentagram. And instead of, oh, you know, we have the actual stuff, they'll buy something off of eBay that somebody is selling. So Whoopie Witches is another name for Kitchen Witches, and they're like just a step below in their preparedness. Well, it, it sounded like what you were saying was is that a, uh, a, a Kitchen Witch is still trying to follow the recipe, but a Whoopie Witch doesn't, you know, is, is even looser than that. I mean, their technique yes. is sloppy. Yeah. They, uh, they're willing to omit components and things like that. And, and it's like... Uh, 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 army of darkness, and you know, and he says, I said the words, yeah, in my mind, it's it sounds like the, the kitchen witches are the ones that are that actually do believe in it, they try, they're trying their best. The whoopee witches are the ones that are doing it as a party game on a, on a Saturday night, okay, yeah. you know, so they're they're the ones that basically you know s slip into it from the Ouija boards, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. 
you know. Uh, now, is there a difference, therefore, in hedge witches? Hedge witches, to me, is the ones that they actually know what they're doing. Uh, they might be um, un, unexperienced, but they actually have they actually know what they're doing. They're actually following the directions. They're not trying. They, I think they can improvise, but they know what they're improvising with. They know what the effects are going to be. While your kitchen or wolfy witches usually are improvising just because they can't find the correct ingredient and they're just trying. Okay. To me, a hedge witch is a reference to not being an urban witch. It's like they're the people that you find out in you know in the woods. You know the classic yeah. woman living in the woods, growing mm. her own herbs, whatever. Yeah. You know yeah. that's the old grannies. You know which of course they 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 put them on the stake first, and they were the ones who were the best herbalists who actually knew how to cure yes. people of diseases. Oh, the stupidity. <laughs> It's like, you know, these poor women, you know, study their entire lives and... They turned me into a newt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, so we can do a hierarchy in, well, I guess, proficiency. Hedge witches, kitchen witches, and then you get the whoopee witches on at the bottom of the rung of the ladder there. Right. Yeah. Well, there's, and of course, there, you know, and, and the difference between all of these is that they are all, well, you know, uh, they are really all amateur witches. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know, because there's another kind of witch that we're not talking about, which are the formally trained, you know, bet, mm -hmm. you know, actually, you know, ha you know, you know, possibly given this knowledge from the foot of, of, of an outer-worldly uh, being or something like that, somebody who essentially would be considered to be a, you know, a, a competent, fully trained witch, you know, from a, an outside source, okay? Your, your schools of magic and all the anime, okay, or other things like that, you know, that, that were taught by otherworldly beings so that they really know their stuff. They know stuff more than people, humans should know because the knowledge has to come from somewhere else. Okay, that's, that's what I'm trying, that's the only distinction I make. The, the, the people we're talking about are amateurs, okay? And not only amateurs, their knowledge, generally speaking, is spotty. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it doesn't, it's not comprehensive. It's not, you know, so the hedge witches in a lot of cases are the closest because, you know, they may have a apprentice that they're training up to replace them when they move on to, you know, whatever passes after death for them. So, okay. So, um, all right. So we, we have these kitchen witches. All right. So let's, let's, um, and, and, and we're, we're basically, we're talking about the fact that their knowledge is a little spotty. So uh, what's their motivation? All right. If you're a kitchen witch, if you're a hedge witch, I'm sorry, not, well, a, a, a whoopee witch. Okay. What is your motivation? Why are you doing this? Fur? Um, kitchen witches would probably be more likely to be into um, healing. They, their motivation or their intent would probably be for healing or health, wealth, um, prosperity for others. 
There are some that do hexes or attempt to hex. Um, yeah. Um, whoopee ones would probably be more towards board housewives thinking, oh, let's try this. Yeah. No, it's, they're pissed off with somebody. They'd be more likely to hex somebody. You know, you hex an ex or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like the alliteration. Hex an ex. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, they would have, yeah, like you said, more improv, especially the kitchen witches, because they would use like dried herbs that they, you know, out of the spice cabinet instead of, you know, growing their own like the hedge witches. Right. Well, they may not even know where to get them. We'll get, we'll get onto that in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what, what was that for real quick? What else you were going to say? I said, I guess you would consider me more of a hedge witch because I do know how to grow my own and all that stuff, and I do take care of that. But, yeah, kitchen witches are more, yeah, it's it's more slapstick. Well, well let me give you an example. I'm, I'm, I got Bureau 13. I, I think you mean slapdash. It could be slapstick. Yeah. Well, it could be, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of A, a little bit of B. But yeah, uh, real quick for, I got the list here from Bureau 13 OGL about, okay, they have material component, component substitute, and real cheap substitute. Priceless gem, component substitute, a common gem. Real cheap, shopping network jewelry. Rare herb, common substitute, fresh vegetable. Real cheap substitute, dollar store onion flakes. Yeah. Special chemical, component substitute, drugstore supplied chemical. Real cheap substitute, oven cleaner. Okay, that's a little too far. When, when you want to get the real tough stains out. <laughs> um, material, the last one, animal sacrifice, component substitute, fresh chicken leg, real cheap substitute. Take, I, I don't want to use the name, take out chicken leftover. <laughs> nice. Those, 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 that's, a, that's an excellent, uh, you know, progression there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, and I when I explained it to Fur yesterday and this morning, I was like, yeah, see, that's the thing. The main thing why the kitchen witches mess up is because, okay, I know I'm supposed to use this. Ah, this is good enough. I have this. Yeah, I'll use this. And the whoopee witches are just, yeah, they're whatever. Well, it's more spontaneous. Yeah. There's no prep involved. It's just like, hey, let's try this. Yeah, board housewives on a Friday night. The kitchen witch has the knowledge it's just often the main thing is lesser yeah accessibility and lesser or this is what I'm looking for not lesser ingredients but just close enough yeah. ingredients yeah and just I, I I know from you know your and and having been on your podcast with Cynthia uh -huh. that with spells and whatnot you have exacting lists of what you need to do and when and how kitchen witches are willing to skip a step or alter a step mm -hmm. whoopee witches are just like ah we don't need this yeah we we got this and then yeah they summon a demon on, on out on the lanai well again they may not even they may not be skipping a step they may not even know about that step 
Yeah, the Whoopi Witches, yeah. It, it just... Well, I looked it up online. It was close enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. Incomplete translations. Right. You know, I am Newton, toe frog. <laughs> yeah. And... I think a lot of it also might be expectation. Like, I don't, in my mind, Whoopi Witches don't expect it to actually work. They're just having fun. Yeah. And the Kitchen Witches are hoping it'll work, but maybe deep down don't expect it to. So you're also saying it's a matter, well, I, I would think with spells, intent has to be there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would where, say usually, but the problem comes into like when the whoopee witches who don't expect it to work are using slapdash ingredients and in an mm-hmm. incomplete recipe still somehow manage to make something happen. Not necessarily what they wanted, but something that requires the Bureau. I think, I think there's at least that expectation there. You know. Yeah, with, with the Kitchen Witches, I see that, well, they, they, they describe it here in OGL, Bureau 13, they are part-time spellcasters who dabble in good magic. So the Kitchen Witches, excuse me, they're not going to be doing anything out of malice. Witches don't. I mean, generally. Generally. Yes. Generally. I mean, you have a few who are angry and decide to put, you know, use the term, and I'm, I'm not trying to belittle the jargon of witches, you know, you know, they're pissed off at a boyfriend and it scorned them and they're going to put the hoodoo voodoo hex on them. Why do you and... think I saved your hair? Wow. <laughs> just, just, wow. I had the flying ointment in three words. Oh, four words. See, I can't, I can't count. For their own good. <laughs> just give me that look and pointing at me right now. Thanks, hon. Um, it's amazing what you can pass off as a as a you know as a white spell <laughs> if it's for their own good. Not the kitchen witch, but the recipient. Yeah. Well, you know, he does stay out a little late on Friday nights. Let's see if I can, you know, you know. That's right. You know, <laughs> he says, you know, he's yeah, he's 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 going out uh, drinking again. Boy, if that tire was flat. Yeah. Well, yeah. there was um, that original. I think it's. I don't. The like one of the early scripts for Groundhog Day had uh, Bill Murray's character getting trapped in the loop by an angry ex-girlfriend who cast a spell on him. Ah. Okay. That's not what it made into the final movie. Well, that's one more girlfriend that he had. Yeah. <laughs> in the entire show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan. Where do they get their recipes? Where do they get their spells? All over the place. Uh, the nowadays the internet. All nowadays the internet because you can find. Okay, can you be a little bit more specific than just? They're going to be. They're going to be finding them on the 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 Reddit. They're going to look on like witching Reddits. But they're not the one thing. Is there actually a witching Reddit? Oh, yeah. look that up. <laughs> oh no, no. First says there is. Yes. There, there's. Yeah, there's forums in there and Pinterest, believe it or not. Oh yeah, if it's if it's something you want to find, you you can find it on the internet. It might not be the best quality, but it'll be there. Yeah, and that's probably not. where that's yeah. probably where a lot of these kitchen witches are finding a lot of their stuff is just they just Google up, you know, magic spell, and the first entry that looks like 
they might have spells is what they're pulling from. Of course, you know, they're going to be really disappointed when they go to Reddit looking for magic and they find magic the gathering groups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there is Matt, there is uh, Reddit slash magic, you know, which is about the sharing and discussing of magic without any exposure. My, my thing also, I can see it now where, yeah, you decide to let, let's do, you know, the old song Love Potion number nine. And you go through 55 searches on your search engine. And that last one is actually how to make a love potion. But people usually don't get that far. And that's why it's number 35 on the search list, because it's the least hit site. But it's there. Little things like that. And and I know that in Bureau 13 Earth, you're going to have almost like, not a dark web, but, and I'm sure probably either through tech or magic, a section of the internet used by, it's kind of like the troll market in Hellboy 2, where if you know where to look and how to look, you'll find that whole supernatural flea market thing in a series of back alleys. Oh, yeah. I would think that there's the same thing on the internet. I would say there's definitely the the paranormal equivalent of the dark web. Well, I gotta say, wouldn't wouldn't the dark web really be where you needed to go? No, not really. I, I would think just in magic in general. I mean, as I said, with with how internet is today, you're going to have kitchen witches having their own network because they remember the days of the persecution. Right. They don't want. Yeah, they're not going to want their stuff out in the open. They're going to want things that certain portals, certain, you know, sub forums, and just because many witches, you know, are, what, what, what's the meme? Where the descendants the ones you didn't burn? Yeah. Yeah, so they're going to make sure that they're not going to get caught again. Right. Well, I mean, but also consider the fact, like everything else, there's a lot of gatekeeping. So if you actually do have magical power, you may not you may not want everybody else to have it. You know, it's it might be that thing that's your special deal that you you know you might have gone through a great deal of trouble learning it. You don't want someone just to slap it out in a big netbook for anybody to use. So you know there there could be a lot of that going on too. I I honestly could maybe see a magic based like Tor browser or onion browser that if you install it on your computer, it can detect if you have magical ability and will let you access these magic dark websites. Okay. The bureau would definitely not like this thing existing. Uh, yeah. A, a computer that can detect magic. <laughs> that, okay. Not even Jonathan, that, a computer that, program. That, that would be an interesting Google yeah. Well, no, I, I would see that if somebody had done that, I mean, first of all, the only ones who really would have, and basically that's a Technomagic computer. That would be along the lines of the Technomagic that the Curlian, the, the Bureau of Sunglasses use. Well, you know, the Curlian detector itself, it uses crystals. Now, if you had, you had something that, you know, plugged into a USB port that was like a Curlian detector, and it was kind of like the, those, uh, those uh, key dongles they used to use for password, and that was what you needed in order to get access to certain places, that would make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Either you had to have magic, or you had to have a magic object there standing in for you. 
Yeah. As long as it's something that's that's setting off that sensor in that device. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, but let's go. Uh, I, I want to keep going on the recipe thing, but let's go. Yeah. Let's go back to the motivation. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, I think some people get into 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 witchcraft because of curiosity. You know, they've read. You know, uh, they, they, you know, they, they, they. They they've heard they've seen movies or whatever like that and they're like you know is it real is it you know and they're actually willing to go and search for it and you know because they're they're curious about whether something that so uh, uh, goes against uh, our modern rational age to say can this actually exist in this kind of world you know world space and. Uh, so I, I can see where some people might, you know, do it out of curiosity, just to just to see if something that crazy or that miraculous, you know, could actually exist. Well, it's the same as the Ouija board. It's like, does it really work? Is it real? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then of course there's the the role players. Okay, they want to be Hermione. They love that series. Oh man. Oh. You know, if you know, if I could just do even one spell, then I would I would be just like Armani, <laughs> or you know, um, you know, other other famous uh, uh, witches. Um, I want to be Sabrina. Well, Sabrina, yeah. the witches of Eastbrook, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, let's not forget uh, Charmed. Talk about your talk about your kitchen witches. Yeah, practical magic. Yeah. Old Kidman and uh, Sandra Bullock. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. Rich, Rich gave me a VHS copy of that ages ago to, you know, give me a better view of how things like that would work for Bureau Thirteen. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that. I mean, that was a case where they, you know, they they literally knew nothing. They had potential, but they didn't know anything about magic until you know they they got there uh, to the house. All right. Um, as, you, as, as Fur said, you know, they want to do good. So, you know, a lot of them want to actually, you know, improve their lives. They want to improve the lives of their family. You know, I mean, in this day and age with, you know, what we've learned about nutrition and the fact that it's really hard to get to have a healthy diet, you know, yeah. without their, you know, being able to infuse, you know, uh, your food with actually something that will improve the health of your family, um, I can see a, a great deal of appeal in that, you know, um, and and then of course there's always the possibility you could make some money with this. Yeah. You know whether it's divination and you're you're trying to suss out the next uh, lottery ticket or just wishing for uh, uh, just to get that job. And of course, the down, the, the negative side. Uh, please let everyone who else who wants this job be sick today, because <laughs> that could happen. Yeah, <laughs> you you'd have the, the those type that are. I, well, generally, from what I understand of this type of magic, if you're going to be doing bad stuff with it, you're going to get whammy back. Well, no, that's the yeah. rule of three, right, Fur? Threefold law. Yeah. 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 Okay. Everything put out can come back to you threefold so you got to watch what you put out your intentions and everything your energies in the situation yeah, yeah. See, i want i want to make sure about that just you know the, yeah. the, that if you're going to be doing these spells 
you better have decent intentions, because if not, it will bite you in the posterior later at some date. Well, even if you have decent intentions, like I said, it's, you know, a lot of times need, desperation can cause you to say, you know, if any if anybody needs this more than me, then let them have it. Otherwise, I want it, you know, in love and life. Yeah. Desperation. You have a child that's dying or very ill. You're going to do just about anything. You know, doctors can't save them. Why not this? Yeah. And you'll put every intention into it. Uh, and it still could backfire and be really bad. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's where love potions came. A girl, oh, yeah. mostly yeah. mostly girls, you know, uh, want a guy who either uh, isn't interested because he's interested in someone else or because of circumstances of, uh, of, of the level of society that they're in, he can't, you know, yeah. uh, be there for her. And you just want to, you, you said, I'm not trying to do something bad. I'm just a, trying to correct an inequity here. <laughs> he really should be with me. I'm the best choice. Every, every other, you know, or she, every other girl is, boy is going to be the wrong choice. And he's going to be hurt again. And all he has to do is open his eyes and see me as the right choice. And maybe, you know, oh, great spirits, please, you know. Please make make it happen. You're getting into that. I think we're going into that fifth part. Want more control over their life or power over others. Yeah. You're starting to creep into that territory if you're getting into Well, that's always going to be there. None of these things are like, you know, clear cut. <laughs> yeah. People are complicated. They have, you know, three or four motivations every time they do something. Well, it, also the one I'm seeing, more control over their life. In that, a lot of times I see there, and, and this I have found out for years and I've been telling people, when they sit there and we're not folks, that we're not <clears throat> expelling waste on the Abrahamic religions, worship as you like. But one of the big facts is that the pagan faiths of whatever offshoot are the biggest growing yeah. faiths right now. And so they're feeling, you know, they'll have a crisis of faith. You know, let's say they go to an Abrahamic religion church, whichever one, and they're just not feeling it anymore. They have some crisis of faith and they decide, I want answers that I that work for me. So they'll get into it for that reason. They're not bitter. They're not angry. They're just in that part of their life for whatever reason they're feeling unfulfilled. And so they decide, okay, I want to try this and see if this will work for me to see if my life will improve or at least I will be uh, yeah. at peace. But that is that is intrinsic in spellcasting. It's molding the energies or whatever to do something that you want it to. So, yeah, power and control is part of every spell that you cast. You want something to happen. You intend for something to happen. That means that you are trying to control that. Yes. Yeah. Every I, spell that happens, whether it's good fortune or you want somebody to heal, it's it's there. 
Okay, let me let me ask this about spell casting and spell weaving. Let's say you want fortune for yourself. Okay, I'm a little down the dumps with money. I want to try to do this, you know, try to weave things in order to, you know, for money to come my way. Is there the option that somebody else is going to take a hit because you're getting good fortune? There's always an option. That's that. There, that's, that's, there's always, always a chance. A possibility, you're yes. weaving these energies, and yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's like when you give the genie a wish. Yes, I want a million gold pieces, and he still. It's like, yeah, he gets it from all the remaining nobles stealing from their hoard, and all of a sudden you've got 10 million gold pieces and a lot of angry nobles that you wondering, yeah, we saw your genie come in and steal our money. Yeah. Well, I wanted 10 million gold pieces. Yeah, that's the zero-sum game uh, that some people think is the way the world works. And the truth is, is that it's, it's, it doesn't have to be that way. It's, you know, genies who do that are being dicks. Well, yeah, usually <laughs> that's how genies are because they're, they're being trapped to serve you so they're going to use the method. Yeah, you're going to get what you want, but you're not going to like the consequences. Yeah. And now the, the power over others, usually when I'm seeing that, I'm reading this, I'm thinking there's like, there's there's malice and a forethought involved. The scorned lover, the angry yeah. guy who didn't get the job or got fired because somebody else, you know, mm-hmm. lied about him. The power, that's when they get in. It's like, no, I want to, you know, he screwed me. I'm going to screw him back. Or... He dumped me because he he found some you know new hot chick. Fine. And we all know the phrase "hell hath no fury." So, yeah, that's when I see the power of brothers here. There's usually malice involved. You're not wanting them to. You're usually using for some form of vengeance. Not all the time. Yeah, I I, th- I think that's oversimplification. Well, yeah, it's not all the time. You. I, I want you to get a better job so you'll do better for yourself and, you know, me and everything. But you're head first into this other job that you, you're you not making any money at. So, But I want you to go back to school. So I, it's not malice. I want you to do better for yourself. So I'm going to put this spell on you to make you, to try to draw, draw you towards prosperity. It's still a form of control, but it's not with malice. For their own good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But sometimes that's accurate. Sometimes that's honest. Yeah. There, there are some people that you know they're 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 blind to truths, and you you're seeing it. You're the objective viewpoint. But I, I just read power over others, and the, that's the first thing that came to mind. Is. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's you're. Just because I want power over others doesn't mean I'm going to use it for bad. Wow. Yeah. My mom once told me, she said, you can marry anybody, so why don't you marry an heiress? My response was, why don't you introduce me to some? Yeah. <laughs> but in the, I mean, and you know, do you really want your mom making, it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not your mom. <laughs> well, just, yeah, we, you, yeah, it's like, wait a minute. They have a word for that, arranged marriage. Yeah, no. I was I was calling out her wishful thinking, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that she was trying to tell me that, you know, the women I was dating weren't high class. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, 
Okay, so let's go back to where do they get their recipes. Okay, so we mentioned the internet, a dark web, um, also uh, Reddit groups, um, you know, uh, pos you know, we used to say bulletin boards back in the day, yes, you know, yeah. yep. uh, uh, chat rooms, uh, you know, do we, are, are there still chat rooms? Or, uh, yeah, there are. I mean, you, on your, on your um, show, you got, you used to have a chat. Yeah, I, I still do. It's just, we, we still use IRC, but we also now use discord and it's linked. Right. Okay, there's and and that's a good example. Discord sites, you know, you can have a Discord server for anything. So you know, it to me it makes perfect sense that somebody would go and log on. Again, it's it's going to be you know uh, pretty uh, uh, anonymous. Uh, you're going to get people who can like you know post you know uh, pictures of spell books and and or like you know you know how how do i know you know that the uh, uh shrieking you know uh, uh uh the shrieking turnip is actually you know mature and then you know they go and they they show the picture you know it's like okay you know and you're like oh well, that makes perfect sense now you know <laughs> why shrieking mandate root you know so anyways uh so yeah, the Discord sounds great, but there's also you know the way they did it in Charmed, okay? They inherited it. Yeah. It it literally you know it, it was you know great aunt so and so okay. Another example of that by the way is the Elvira first Elvira movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, where she uh, basically got this old broken down house that had this book in it and. And, and and if you've seen the movie, you realize that she takes the book and she starts trying to cast spells out of it, and they're pretty weird. <laughs> Unexpected things happen. She's a very good example of, I wouldn't even call her a kitchen witch. She was a whoopee witch. Yeah. Which, of course, is a double yeah. on talk, because we're talking about Avira here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I inherited stuff from my grandmother too. So oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tarot cards and books and stuff. So yeah. A lot of paraphernalia you can sometimes inherit from aunties. Right. So okay, and then of course, uh, you know, for those of us who you know uh, uh, who grew up uh, more toward the science fiction type, then there's the old bookstore. It has that book of forbidden knowledge tucked away. How did that get there? You know, oh, this is misplaced. This is supposed to be in the private collection. No, no, it says right here it's 40 bucks. I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm thinking about Ghostbusters 2. Exactly. Raise the call, open to midnight. Yes. Give my regards to the coven. Click. <laughs> yeah, that or the um, the bookstore from um, Neverending Story. Yep. I don't remember that. What bookstore? The very beginning in Never End of Story, where um, Seb Sebastian finds the book. Okay. Yeah. He's running from the bullies, and he ducks into a bookstore, and ah. he finds the book, and he takes it to school and reads it there. Ah. See, I'd forgotten the very beginning. I just kind of remembered when he met a tray you and the childlike mm -hmm. princess, and yeah, yeah, and of course the big furry Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> The Luck Dragon. The Luck Dragon, that's right. 
but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you, it was. I mean, it was exactly that same trope. You have the old guy in the bookstore. He said, "Yes, reading is you know magical," and he finds the book and goes, "Yeah, you shouldn't read that one. No, no, you don't read that one." And then he snatches it and takes it off and goes and reads it anyway. Well, in our Bureau Thirteen game, we had a magician, and he was always saying things like, "Well, is there a bookstore? Is there a, a magic shop in town like where?" you know, the various supernatural tending type people would go to. And I'm like, let me see. And I would like pull up Google and I would like look for magic bookstore and son of a gun. Sometimes it would come up. Usually it had something to do with uh, candles and crystals yeah. and yeah. Sen you know, essential oils, which I think is a, is a, is a, is a code word. <laughs> yeah. Where you're sitting there going, essential oils with the forced wink. Yeah. yeah. No, we have one here in the Detroit area. Plymouth or Livonia is the one that's sold. Or Florida. Um, I think it's Livonia. Yeah. At Ann Arbor, we went to Crazy Wisdom. I think I've been to that one. Yeah. I think that's the tea room. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dornay yeah. and I went there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, here in um the Detroit area in Livonia, which is maybe... 10 minutes north, 15 minutes yeah. north, north and west. It's a earth lore. There was one in Plymouth too, but that one shut down. And it basically, it serves our local pagan needs for mm -hmm. getting herbs and getting books and candles. And mm -hmm. uh, my former coworker, Alice, had a whole rack of various little herbs and whatnot from earth lore. And yeah. Yeah, so we have something like that here. And what was the one next to the temple? Yeah. We, you know, whenever I did it in Bureau 13, I always had, you know, like, it was like tiered, okay? Near the front door, they had all the astrology books, you know, uh, and, and, and um, you know, what's your, what's your lucky number and your love signs and things like that. And then we went back a level and we, had, we talked about uh, American Indian uh, folklore and uh, supernatural stories, ghost stories, things like that. And then we went back a little bit further and we had all the incense, you know, and, and, and teas and things like that. Of course, a lot of times that stuff was up on the counters along with the very expensive essential oils, you know, up right up on the counter for people to buy, you know. And and, and if you got far enough, far enough back, okay, you would actually start running into these bins full of things that look like roots and uh, and and nuts and, and rocks and things like that that just didn't look very much at all, and they were rarely labeled. Okay, and, uh, and and those were for the real practitioners who actually knew what they were looking for. Yeah, and they would just come in and get it, take it up the front, and pay pay an appropriate price. And they also had the ability to tell whether or not you know, and 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 then of course there were the real practitioners who would come up and say, "Here's my list," and they and then the person behind the counter would go back into the private back room with the special cabinets to make sure that nothing fouled something else. You know, the, the screaming mandrake root was kept in total darkness. You know, you know that they kept that silver, uh, that silver knife that they needed in order to cut the. Uh, 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 the the night the night wing nettles or something like that you know yeah that's that's all you know in the back back room <laughs> where the people yeah we had, there's another one next to our our foreman former pagan temple called Rock Your World mostly crystals but yeah they yeah, had gems. other yeah gemstones and whatnot but they they had other all the other 
paraphernalia and accoutrements that you would need for various services and spell making and whatnot. So yeah. That, so yeah, here in Detroit, we have a, a pretty big pagan community because we have convocation. Was mm-hmm. it second week of February? Third week of yeah. February? And that, and that's our local pagan con. Mm-hmm. And the running joke is I can't turn and spit in local fandom without hitting somebody who goes to this con. It seems like I'm the only person that doesn't go to this con. And <laughs> so yeah, Detroit has a decent sized pagan community. I mean, we have the festival every year to commemorate the name Rouge mm-hmm. in Detroit. You know, the, the the supposed little leprechaun demon type thing that Cadillac found, you know. Well, Trav, it's okay that you don't go to the con. I mean, after all, you know, virgins are a very precious and and uh, and, and, and protected commodity. Yeah. <laughs> You do know I have a kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking that kind of virginity, but I like how you're thinking. <laughs> I was just thinking, Lord help you if you're in New Orleans and you have to try and identify the tourist traps from the actual magic shops. Oh, no, no, no. I heard that's a, yeah, that's a, yeah, I have friends of mine who are raised in, and in, in, how is it, Nolans. And yeah, it, it was, they, they told me some story. Hey, this is back in junior high. Yeah, they were telling me this stuff. Or even Los Angeles, you probably have a similar thing. Like, all right, which ones are the real magic shops and which ones are just the new age crystal fanboys? Yeah. Well, I loved it when my players would want to do that because it was it was just basically they were handing me a great big, huge, you know, you know, please screw me over a card. Because I would get as weird as I possibly could. Like one time they, you know, they they came in and there was this weird guy behind the counter, and all of a sudden he stands up and he's he's a he's a voodoo zombie. Okay, his mouth has been stitched shut so they can't shove the wafers in there and the salt in there, and he's like attacking them, and they're all like, "What's going on here? What, how's this happening?" And then I like say, "Well, you know, there's probably a reason why this happened. It might not have anything to do with you because you came to this store. It's a magic shop. It, it looks like it's pretty real. So, uh, you know, the question is, are you going to get involved in this 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 side quest, okay? You know, or not? And uh, they basically said they 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 acted like they were gonna, but then they didn't. So, anyways, they never never did learn what was going on with the with the zombie with the sewn mouth. So, uh, yeah. But I'm just saying, is it you know uh, that's uh, that's the thing about these magical shops is the fact is that they're also going to be uh, places where you're going to come into contact with a lot, either A, other practitioners, B, other supernatural type creatures that are attracted to the supernatural that's already there. And, uh, you know, uh, and D, you're going to look for, you know, I mean, if I was a con artist, I'd be hanging around a cult bookstore saying, yeah, they're, uh, I, I think I'm going to find some easy marks here. Yeah. <laughs> Until they find the wrong easy mark. Cause- because they believe in that nonsense, you know, in their in the uh, in the in the mind of the con art, you know, much to their surprise later on when you know, you know, they they start growing stuff on them that shouldn't be there. That wasn't that the uh, plot of bread uh, bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> I don't remember. I think that was. I think yeah, Angela Lansbury is a a kitchen witch. She's taking this correspondence 
witch course and it just so happens that the professor uh, um, was just a con artist who found a old book and was just photocopying pages out of it and sending them to her. Never knowing it actually was a magical book, right? <laughs> yeah, not realizing she was actually doing magic. <laughs> and she was on this quest to find the last page of the book. Oh, cool. That and, sounds and, like and, a great that sounds like a great adventure. Oh, it was. I mean, go back. What, 50s Disney, 60s Disney? Uh, it should be on Disney yeah, Plus. I think, oh no, I, I know I know of it. She was she, it was prior, you know, murder she wrote. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it yeah, was. Yeah, like about 20, 25 years, I think. Yeah, yeah. and don't forget. Mm-hmm. Angela Lansbury was a super hottie. She was the bride of Frankenstein. I thought that was Elsa Lanchester. You could be right. I'll take it back. I think you're right. (laughs) Ah, See, you ruined a great story. Okay, but I'm glad you corrected me. Wait a minute. (laughs) All right, all right. Well, anyways, I'm just saying is that, you know, I'm sure she, as a young woman, she was a hottie. So there some of these kitchen witches can get their recipes from people who recognize potential in them and they want them to head down that road. They're apprenticed. No, they just want them to start down that road. Maybe later on, they, you know, if they actually do something, they might want to harvest them later, okay, you know, or, or whatever. But, I mean, I have read stories where literally someone's going down the road and someone bumps into them, drops a book or something like that, you know, drops to the floor, turns around, runs away, and they're like, you forgot, you're whatever, and they pick up this book and they look, start looking at it, and it's like, you know, the Tome of Dark Shadows. You know, and they're like, what is this? And because that person did it, in te- it wasn't an accident. That person didn't just drop that book. They wanted them to have that book. They want them to have those papers. You get something in the mail from some you know, no return address and you open it up and inside it says the mysteries of life revealed. You know, and, and it's not like, you know, Scientology. <laughs> it's, it's like some handwritten thing saying, you know, I was, I was uh, you know, I received a vision to send this message to you. Here's some things that you could use. He says, take this seriously because it'll change your life. Don't be afraid to experiment. He says, I've given you a few simple recipes. Try them out. You'll see what I mean. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there. So go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.